So first of all, just to clarify that when our Lord says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, it has nothing to do with chickens and eggs. It's not, how do you spell yoke? This yoke is Y-O-K-E. How do you spell the other yoke? Right? I mean, I didn't know that. But anyway, so our Lord is challenging us in this Advent time. But first reading, just a little reminder, they who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Advent is a time of renewal. It's a time we do this every year, not because we've got nothing better to do, but because we realize our strength has probably waned over the year. And it's a chance, especially before Christmas, to renew our strength. And we, we re-centered on the things that are important. He says, come to me. It's a beautiful invitation of God. Come to me. At Christmas, like the whole church is saying, Lord, come to us, come to us, Lord. Come to us at Christmas. And our Lord is saying, I want to. Come to me. Leave behind things that are distracting you. Draw near to our Lord. I think St. James says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. It's both ends. So as, long as God is drawing near to us at Christmas, let us also draw near to him. Come to me. You who labor and are anxious over many things, you who are struggling, you who are tempted, come to me. You who are burdened. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Our Lord sets himself up when he says, follow me. He, he doesn't mean like literally, physically, go back to Jerusalem and find his footsteps and follow physically where he led, but rather imitate him. Follow him as an example, as a model. Remember, we are made in his image, so he gave us an image to follow. Take my yoke upon you. Now this is, I think I shared this with you all before, but like, I didn't always understand, and I'm sure there's different ways to interpret this, but on the one hand, you can think about a yoke of an oxen, like one yoke for one oxen, and you're like supposed to take it off of that oxen and put it on yourself. Or it's a double yoke, and he's under one side of it as an, as an ox, and he says, come under my yoke, stand next to me, take my yoke upon you, yeah, can I get locked in with me, but learn to walk my walk. And at first, the two oxen together who are not used to each other, it's a little awkward for the new guy, learning to walk that walk of the fellow oxen. It's like they're not in sync at first. It's a little difficult. I was talking with somebody yesterday about how hard silence is. Our Lord spent a lot of time in quiet solitude. For us, that's like, ooh, like I can't do that at first. But he says, learn from me. And that takes time. Learning from him. Learning to walk his way. Learning to walk according to his values. And you learn from him looking at the episodes of just that very beginning of the story, the Annunciation, Bethlehem, Egypt, the way the Holy Family lived. Learn these values of mine. And distance yourself from the values of the world and draw near to my values. We mentioned silence. You think of Bethlehem, such an image not of wealth and surplus and luxury, but rather simplicity, poverty. Focus not on what you want, but on what you need so that you have room to fill the rest with things of God not with more material wants and desires. Such a, a message of, of trust, of detachment from worldly security, and attachment to divine security. So many lessons of, of prayer and of sacrifice. You know, they didn't have running water in Bethlehem. They didn't have hot water in Bethlehem. Anybody appreciate your hot water these days? 
20 degree weather in Connecticut, I appreciated the hot water. And I realized when we didn't have hot water, sometimes it was really cold. <coughs> but you appreciate these things that Blessed Mother Joseph, Jesus, no hot water. It wasn't warm at night in Bethlehem. The resilience under trial. You know? Joseph makes a plan for Nazareth, and oops, change of plans, you gotta go to Bethlehem now. And you're in Bethlehem, and you're trying to get settled there, and oops, nope, I gotta go to Egypt. And focus on all those inconveniences, and so many of us, oh my gosh, it's so inconvenient to go to Mass. I give up, I've stopped, like, that's too much to ask. Whereas the Holy Family shows us such resilience, such ability to, to bounce back after a little blow here, a little difficulty there, a little sacrifice over there. Resilience under trial. And St. Paul says, over all these, put on love. In other words, so many values that Jesus teaches us, silence, prayer, sacrifice, resilience, whatever. Over all these, the greatest one to learn from him is love. Everything that motivated him, everything he did was motivated by love. And especially as you're looking at these images of the early life of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, it's all love for you, for me. He gets nothing out of it. It's entirely for you and for me. And to love is to will the good of the other for their own sake, even at great cost to yourself. It's a definition almost of, of Jesus himself. To will the good of you and of me for your and my own sake, so much so even at great cost to himself. We simply ask during these times of, of Advent, these remaining weeks, and a week and a half, to really deepen in our awareness of what it is to get under the yoke of Jesus, to follow him, to learn from him, to make our lives look more and more like his life, so that really people would start to look at the way you live and the way I live and say, wait a minute, you're a little different. You remind me of someone. How do you do that? Teach me how to do that to live like Him, to think like Him, to love like Him. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.